Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. This week got some great college basketball, most notably this Tuesday, Texas-Oklahoma, Red River Showdown, huge, huge, huge game for the Big 12, conference tournament implications, NCAA tournament implications, looking to probably take the Oklahoma Sooners who have been hot this the past couple weeks, and I'm only going to do that using betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props and real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine, and of course the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline to AG. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the show. Hope you guys are having a great day. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, whoever you are, people we know, people we don't know, people we'd like to get to know, people who, who might not like us and hate our guts. You know what? Guess what? We like you guys too. All right, so hope you guys are crushing it. Um, let's have a great day today, and we have a great show for you today. A collaboration between us and the Believe in Women's College Soccer podcast, hosted by Jess Lazo. She's currently a Division One soccer player at DePaul University in Chicago. She gives us an inside look on how fall sports are adjusting to being pushed back to the spring, as well as how they're doing with the challenge of playing a season during the worldwide pandemic. So go get a snack, maybe some popcorn, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Believe in Rutgers Super Soccer Special. This is a Rutgers-centric Big Ten show, but with the state of COVID-19 throughout the country affecting basically every sport, especially outside of football and basketball, uh, we had to bring in the experts. She's the go-to source for all things soccer. She's the host of the Believe in Women's College Soccer podcast from the great state of California and DePaul University. Ladies and gentlemen, Jess Lazo. Jess, how are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited. So uh, you just got off of class. How, what's your major? Um, I'm a sports con major. Oh, okay. That's awesome. I take it that you want to be doing like sports talk stuff and hence the uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, recently kind of discovered my passion for sports journalism like a couple years back. So I really want to get into that. And like you said, I've been doing my podcast to kind of get a feel for what it's like and hopefully be able to do that for my career. That was kind of the inspiration for us too with the podcast to kind of just get our foot in the door and just kind of see if we liked it too. So glad to see that you're doing that as well and kind of seeing what you like. Um, but let's get to, um, let's get to the state of NCAA soccer. So Ryan and I have debated a million times on the show leading up to the fall, uh, should sports be played? Should they not be played? And kind of after all the discussions and the postponements of fall sports that have taken place nationally, how exciting is it to just finally get back on the field? God, it's, it's really exciting. Um, so, I mean, as you know, our season got canceled in the fall, which was really unfortunate. Um, luckily, we, we were able to practice in the fall. So the silver lining of that was kind of to get to know the freshmen a little more and kind of build the chemistry within our team. So that was nice. Um, but it was also kind of disheartening to see conferences like the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12 still being able to compete while conferences like the Big East that I'm in weren't able to do that. But I'm really happy that 
we actually have an opportunity to play the season in the spring. So that's really exciting. We're actually going to be playing our first exhibition game next week. So that'll be interesting and fun. Oh, wow. I mean, listen, Big East is awesome. I mean, we're Rutgers people. We grew up as Rutgers people. Rutgers formerly of the Big East Conference. If you look at the old Big East, it basically was the ACC, the Big 12, all that stuff. And it's still an amazing conference today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I remember, uh, I'm pretty sure like Notre Dame used to be in the conference. Uh, who else? I can't even think of it on the top of my head, but definitely um, a lot of power five schools used to be in the conference. And it's still, like you said, a very competitive conference. We have Georgetown who literally made the final four a couple years back. So it's always fun to compete against them. Um, Xavier's always really good and Villanova. So those are always top teams that are fun to play against. Right. And when it comes to sports um, outside of football and basketball, I, I think the power five and things like that, it's cool, but it's kind of not as important because when you have football, for example, one A, one double A, the playoffs are separate. You know, the hype is a little different, but in every other sport, basically, except those two and and basketball is even different than football, whereas D1 is D1 and you can still like make a run at the championship. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's super competitive. Um, and it's great too, because during non-conference, we were able to play like power five teams where we can kind of showcase our skills and be like, okay, we can compete with these top teams. Like we're playing um, Vanderbilt this year and they actually just recently won the SEC tournament um, this past fall when they were able to compete. And then like last year we beat Kansas 1-0. So that was a huge deal as well. So it's fun to like compete against those teams because I feel like we're always a little bit of the underdogs in their eyes. And then once we come out, they're like, oh shit, like these, like this team is actually really good. 100%. So I know that you mentioned that you guys are playing in the spring, you know, being lacrosse players, you know, we would have fall practice then play in the spring. So COVID hasn't really changed uh, the lacrosse players perspectives, right? So we've talked to people on the Rutgers lacrosse team. So they've basically, it's just been a little bit different because of COVID, but it's basically the same schedule. Mm -hmm. Is it weird to be playing in the spring where you're practicing in the fall and then you just all of a sudden go to season in the spring and then, you know, you're graduate and then you're done. Is that weird to, you know, be, be playing in the spring as opposed to the fall? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm also a senior, so it's very interesting because technically I'm supposed to be done now. Um, so that's one factor that's very strange um, for this year. And also like back in the fall, obviously we're doing up to 20 hours a week for practice because that's what we were supposed to do during season. And then once we hit the winter, we usually kind of go down on hours until spring comes around. Mm -hmm. So like the first couple months, like January, February, uh, middle of March, we'll be doing like, I don't know. I think the NCAA rules is like eight hours a week. I but, think it's something, um, it's, it's probably something like that. Cause then when we were in school, you know, there was a shift where it was 20 hours, then it was eight hours, then back it's to eight 20 tw again. It's eight and 20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then like in the spring, it would go back up to 20, but now that we're progressing into season so quickly, um, it's immediately 20 right away. So it's just like this whole year has been very like amped up and like, go, go, go. No, that's really interesting that you say that's basically you're doing 20 hours every week. I mean, it's draining that you say that because, you know, during a regular season, which, you know, is that, you know, you do have that downtime as opposed to just going, going full out for 20 hours. Has it been like exhaust more exhausting than other seasons because with all the protocols and everything? Yeah. I mean, definitely it's, um, 
God, how do I even put this? I mean, first and foremost, it's a little exhausting, just kind of a shock to your system. When you first get back, you're like, okay, I'm not doing, um, like the little practices that I would be doing in the winter, like I said, and we're doing more, but, um, I mean, I've, I'm only two weeks in, so I have, um, I haven't really hit my breaking point yet, or I haven't like gotten burnt out. Um, but I think knowing that we're all kind of in this together, it's like, okay, like it's not that bad. And I don't know, I feel like for some reason this year seems like I have this more positive mindset than other years. I don't know how to describe it, but I feel a lot more uplifted during the winter. I don't know. It's weird. Like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I don't know if you, I, I listen to Aaron Rodgers like every Tuesday. He he's he had the same thing. So are we going to expect a Jess Lazo type MVP Aaron Rodgers type season? Oh, for sure. Watch out. I am coming. It's my senior year. I got to make the most of it, you know? I was just going to say, well, just thinking about it last spring, you were even wor worrisome if you were even going to have a season. So even though that it's been a little bit more hyped up, I'm sure that you guys are relieved that you're actually able to play the sport that you love, even if it's a little bit different and a little bit more weird, just having that sense that a season is there and that there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel is definitely probably a good feeling for you guys. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I mean, there's still, I still get a little worried in the back of my head because I mean, I noticed that like DePaul men's basketball has barely played any games right recently because of all these COVID cancellations, but I'm trying to stay optimistic. Um, also the fact that we actually have a schedule now makes me a lot more like hopeful that the season will happen because um, I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but like the big West um, women's soccer and like the fall sports canceled everything. I saw that, that. I was listening spring. So the big West conference, yeah, so they um they have like canceled season and I have some teammates who were in that conference. So it was like hard to hear that and kind of scared me a little bit as well. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting that the NCAA kind of just let the conferences decide on their own. Like you mentioned, the ACC, the SEC, the Big 12, they all played. Um, I actually kind of assumed being that uh seeing that the NCAA tournament was in May for men's and women's that maybe they wouldn't compete because of that but then i saw vanderbilt like you talked about on your schedule and i did some more digging and kind of saw that they played their conference season that fall but they will play their non-conference season this spring similar to what your traditional spring season would be like right where you'd have a couple games yeah i okay so i also like was just curious and looked up their schedule too and then i'm also like i'm a transfer from kentucky so i asked my friend who still plays there like oh what's your schedule like I'm so curious because you guys played so many games in the fall um but yeah it's interesting because I originally thought like oh do they have to redo their whole season um I don't know I, I thought that was really interesting I'm like okay so you guys like basically they have a double season and they like separated everything whereas I feel like originally like if COVID never happened, um, games would be like Thursday, Sunday. I mean, that's going to be for us. Our like season is very condensed and it's like all within a month, but like for the SEC and other teams that got to play in the fall, like, I feel like they only played like one game a week. So they had a lot of rest time. And I assume that that's what they're probably going to do for this fall as well, or this spring as well. So I don't, I don't know how their schedule is going to work, but it's interesting for sure. 
Yeah, it's interesting because I originally thought looking at that, the, the field is condensed, right? It's less teams. And I thought, oh, maybe that's why. But I guess it, I have now, I don't know. I haven't seen anything, but I guess it's going to be for conferences like um, the one you mentioned. What was it called again? The, uh, the Big West? Oh, the Big West. Yeah. Big West, yeah, the Big yeah. West. And then I guess from what I'm hearing um, out of the Ivy League, it looks like they're not going to have a season. Yeah. So maybe it's for, for leagues that aren't going to actually play mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but going to the protocol specifically, um, me being a coach myself at the division one level, um, I do know that teams are playing teams with similar protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the protocols uh, looking like uh, for you guys at uh, DePaul? Yeah. So um, we're getting tested like once a week Um if someone is showing like any symptoms, um, they can't practice, obviously they can't play. And then if they are rooming with, um, like their roommates can't go to practice either just um, for close contact reasons. Um, So that's one factor. Um, We have to wear masks during practice. I'm hoping that we don't have to wear masks during games, but um, we're obviously training in masks. So nothing really surprises me on that part. Um, our weight room situation, we used to all lift as a team, but now we are kind of separated into smaller groups to kind of limit the numbers in the room. And then we also have to like schedule our train like when we can go in the training room so we limit the number of people in the training room as well so everything is kind of organized so we don't um have so many people in one space and if we do it's kind of with masks and as safe as possible that doesn't seem like it would be too much of a hurdle considering in a typical season it would be like hey i'm gonna go to the training room or lift around XYZ schedule practice and uh, class. I don't know how you guys do it um, at either DePaul or Kentucky when you were there, but that's kind of how me and Ryan's experience was during the season. It would be like, okay, we have a lift at XYZ time, get it in uh, around class or after practice, we would have a team lift. So it was kind of, I don't want to say like separated depending on your schedule, but it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, I mean, we schedule our classes. So we, I like, I don't know, like our lift schedules are based off like what our classes are scheduled at, if that makes sense. So like the group that's like with me is like has similar class times. So do you guys have potential to like, if, you know, too many players on the team obviously get COVID, if there, is there like a certain number of players you need to have on the roster to play games or will you know, just shut down for two weeks? Because, you know, there's different, because like in the NBA right now, you need to have eight people in order to play a game. But, you know, in the NFL, even if there was a bunch of positive COVID tests, they still were able to play the game. So how is that going to work? Or would you guys just like shut down for two weeks? Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Honestly, we haven't, gotten that far yet luckily um we've only had one positive test um throughout the whole time i've been here um which has been very nice um but i don't i don't know i i feel like i mean i hope that not everyone gets a bunch of tests on my team um but like i said if you are in like close contact like rooming wise they typically do it that way 
Mm-hmm. No, I was just thinking about that. It's just something that you got to keep in the back of your mind that, you know, at some point it could happen. I think everybody's just got to be ready for it. And I hope that doesn't happen for you guys. I mean, I think as long as we have like 11 players on the field, I think we will probably play. Yeah. No, That's I, what we I told our guys. That's what we told our guys. We're like, listen, we're going to, we're going to play with whoever we got. We don't care if we have 10 players, 15 players, 20 players, we're going to play. Yeah, exactly. So um, before we let you go, um, I guess I'm going to kind of uh, finish you with this last uh, soccer question. And then we'll ask you some uh, follow-up questions that we ask a lot of our guests in terms of uh, just off-topic questions. Um, do you think it's kind of unfortunate that, you know, D1 soccer kind of didn't stick together in this and the conferences kind of went on their own? What are your thoughts on um, just the conferences kind of going on their own? Yeah, I, I think... Um there's some good and bad in it. Um, it was kind of hard to see other teams play um, in the fall where we had like our whole season canceled. But I also think it probably helped in the long run for us to have a season in the spring, kind of looking at the teams in the falls, like seeing them be able to accomplish playing all these games in a season, like, okay, like we can actually do this because I think, initially a lot of people thought like okay like COVID like we can't do this it's too um it's too risky but when you see like all these conference like the three conferences I mentioned Big 12, SEC, ACC playing in the fall it's like okay we can set certain protocols so we can prevent any positive tests from happening and be able to do a season. That's a really good point to be honest with you Mm -hmm. Um, because College football was a success, and to my understanding, college soccer, men's and women's, was a success. Um, I got one more. I got. Yep, I got yep, one more. Yep. No worries. No so, worries. Um, no, we're good. Uh, so, just you know, just thinking about you know, soccer obviously being a fall sport. You know, you play in the spring, and with the NWSL draft just happening, um, I saw that Dennis Rodman, Rodman, Rodman's daughter. I can't remember her name. She opted out because she was drafted two overall. Did anybody? Um, you know, opt out from your team because they were getting drafted by the NWSL or playing in other leagues, or has everybody just kind of stayed together at this point? Yeah, um, nobody opted out for the NWSL. Um, a couple people opted out for personal reasons, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I know that um, people did opt out for the NWSL. So. Yeah, I was just thinking because, you know, with, you know, maybe some of the top players, even though that the big conferences still play in the fall, some of the other top players that might have, you know, had pro prospects would have maybe opted out because they were going pro in the spring. But as long as, you know, some of this top players and women's soccer and men's soccer still stay there, I think that it could be successful in the fall in the spring. So for sure. And also um, a lot of players. Um, so this year technically doesn't count. So people have the opportunity to take a fifth year. So I think, yeah. So I think that a lot of people are taking that into consideration too. Um, and are, I'm sure some people are holding off on getting, like trying to go to the draft band themselves to kind of have that extra season on their backs. Mm -hmm. Are are you, have you even made decisions about that yet? Or like, you know, because potentially you could get another year too, or is that just still up in the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm still kind of trying to figure it out. I'm very um, out in the open, you know. We'll see what gotcha. happens. Gotcha. All right. Well, Jess, listen, we'll uh, we're gonna finish up with uh, 
a couple questions um, outside of uh, outside of the sports realm. Uh, here's the first one: um, Does deep dish pizza in Chicago live up to the hype? I think it's really good. Um, I think it's fantastic. I, I personally like thin pizza better, but um, I don't know. There's so many good layers within a um, deep dish pizza. It's like a pie. It's perfect. But I feel like a lot of people don't. I mean, some people don't really like it, which kind of surprises me. Some people I, say it's like a casserole or like loaf of bread. Listen, I've, I've had it like one time. I thought it was great. Um, but I didn't have it from like an authentic place. I had it from like a chain spot. So I, I want to know, like, what's the, the good stuff? It's good. Yeah, definitely. If you're in Chicago, go to like Giordano's. Um, I think it's called Luminati's. Luminati's? Luminati's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been there, but I heard it's really good. Oh, and you're from the West Coast. So West Coast or I guess you've never been in the East Coast. We always ask East Coast. So West Coast or Midwest? Um, I. That's a good question. I think that after I graduate, I'd like to stay in the Midwest. Um, for a little longer. I love Chicago, but I definitely want to go back to the West Coast, especially like the weather there is just unmatched. I, I, I struggle with the winters here sometimes. My older brother lives, lives in uh, Southern California now. And you know, the best thing about it is the weather. So it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy just how much different it is out there. Just weather wise. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, Jess, we can't thank you enough. Uh, best of luck this season. And uh, stay healthy, stay safe. Thank you so much for having me. So that's going to do it for our interview with Jess Lazo. We got some great insight on the state of college soccer. Thank you so much to her. And make sure to check out the Believe in Women's College Soccer podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Hey, you made it to the end. Or I'm just talking to myself and Ryan. You stay classy, Piscataway.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.